line is muted. Only the host can unmute your line. Raise your hand using star 2 so the host knows when you want to speak. Of the Pineville Grace Fellowship. And Mark and Rosette always like to sing. We like to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody with our heart to the Lord. Um, and let's see. I am expecting Mark Kennedy to join us any time here. Right now, I'm going to turn the camera over so you can see Mark. And Mark is going to read some scripture for us. Mark Phillips. And then we're going to sing a couple songs. Second Peter 1, 1-6. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, then they obtained like present faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things of change of life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called his glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature and have this keep corruption that is the world through lust. Beside this, giving all diligence and your faith virtue and the virtue knowledge, and the knowledge temperance, the temperance patience, and the patience godliness. Okay, thank you, Mark. Now, the first song that we're going to sing tonight is out of the old school hymnal. And it's 363, it's one of Mark's favorite songs. My son, Mark, is his favorite song. Mark, you want to start that one? Tis a point I long to know. Often comes this anxious thought. Do I love the Lord or no? Am I his or am I not? If I love, I am I why the snow and life of spring hardly shed a name be worse? Who that never heard his name? Could my heart so widely name? Prayer of passing bird and fruit. Every trifle give me pain. If I knew a Savior's love. When I turn my eyes within, all is vain and dark and wild. Filled with unbelief and sin, can I be myself a child? If I pray or hear or read, sin is mixed with all I do. You do love the Lord in me, tell me is it thus with you? Till I joy you say to me, Here's the way I once born. Find the time to promise me. If I did I love the Lord, let me love you more and more. Touch me with thy love, I pray. If I have my life before, help me to the end today. Okay, Rosette would like to sing Psalm 119p on page 58. 
folder. 119p on how to solve the mark you want to face. 
Um, I want to welcome all of our guests that joined us. We've got a good group that's already come on board tonight. I, I want to re, I want to recognize Howard Jett, um, Gertha Martian, Pedro Calavindico, John Palmer, and everyone else that I can't see on my screen. So I apologize. I just I'm limited as to how many people I can see. Tonight, uh, Brother Mark has asked uh, that the topic be, and it's a very apropos topic, speaking graciously. And uh, we all uh, could be admonished, probably me more than anyone else, <laughs> to speak more graciously. I know there's times when I get in the flesh, like that song says, like Paul says, I do what I don't do and don't do what I should do. I'm paraphrasing. I do what I do and don't do what I should do. Do what I do and do not what I don't do. <laughs> and that's part of being in the flesh, isn't it? It's part of living in a sin-cursed world. God is able to cause us to triumph in him. And that's always good to know. I'm looking for the day when we no longer have to worry about uh, this living in this um, cursed world, when we no longer have to worry about this battle between the flesh and the devil, when we see the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven prepared for a bride, when we're seated at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, I'm going to ask Toronto... Uh, if you would, I'm going to open up my chat room for you, uh, Brother John. Can you kind of give me uh, a, a sound check uh, as to how I'm coming through? Hopefully it's better than fair <laughs> tonight. Uh, hi. How, how, how's the sound coming through? Is it okay? Fair to clear. Okay. Well, maybe one of these days we'll get it uh, good to clear <laughs> instead of fair to clear. We used to have a saying coming up, um, fair to Midland. You know, you probably heard that one, fair to Midland. Um, <clears throat> anyway, this subject tonight, I think, is apropos, um, you know, and I think it was probably planned just for me. <laughs> gracious, being gracious, speaking graciously. Uh, sometimes I struggle. I want to uh, recognize Grady Padberg and Howard. Grady Padberg, welcome aboard. And Howard again, welcome. Pedro, welcome. John, welcome. All of y'all, welcome. Um, but we've got two Johns with us, one from Ontario, and I'm not sure where John Palmer's from. But welcome aboard, John. Glad that you can be with us tonight. Um, so we'll soon see. Let me just check to see if Brother Mark Kennedy has joined us yet. doesn't look like he's... We're still a couple minutes... Um, couple minutes. Uh, here he is as we speak. 
Welcome aboard, Mark. How are you this evening? Very well, very well. God bless you, brother. Yeah. Now, I want you to know that I know why you chose this gracious uh, speaking tonight. I know you, you're, you're, you're nailing me, brother. Okay. <laughs> I know this was I know this was planned just for Larry Phillips. How's that about getting defensive? <laughs> anyway, no, I, um, no. It was a paper I had lying around, and I had already started transcribing it into computer back on June. You know, at the end of June, I had already started transcribing, and I thought, hey, why don't I do this? That's good. Well, that's good. I, I, if, if anyone needs a lesson on gracious speaking, it's Larry Phillips. Okay, so you you got my full attention tonight, brother. So uh, I'm going to just turn it over to you. And, and if there's any way I can help you or in reading scripture, or whatever, just uh, I'll be happy to do that. So we welcome aboard Brother Mark Kennedy tonight. And um, I'm looking forward to this subject. Go ahead, Mark. Okay. Well, let me get back to my screen here. Okay. Yeah, I like I said, I had started already transcribing this back at the end of June this year. And I pulled out the paper the other day, and I remembered that I had already started transcribing it into computer. And I thought, hey, half my work is already done. <laughs> Just for your sake, uh, just, just, just for your sake, just so you know, we have quite a group that's joined us on Facebook. They, I think they like the topic. And so we've got uh, John Palmer. We've got Pedro Cavendico. Uh, we have Howard Jett. We have Bertha Martian. We have Grade Padberg, and we have Elijah Williams, and I can't see everyone. So uh, we do welcome all the ones that have come on board and taken your time to join us, and I'm sure uh, that you're going to be blessed and edified by this uh, talk by Mark. I'll turn it back over to you, Mark. Okay, very good. All right, let me make sure I'm on the right page here. Okay. All right, so this was an old paper from that I had, you know, laying around, and I had started transcribing it into computer a month or so ago, and I pulled it out, and I said, hey, good, I'll already half done. The work is already half And so it's 11 questions, and each question has at least one scripture reference. So... All right, I will begin then, since we're online and ready to go. Okay, so speaking graciously. Speaking graciously is a skill that we need to develop. This is an area where God gives us increasing sensitivity as we depend on him. Now, all of my scripture quotations will be from the King James authorized version only, which is not perfect, but it's the best translation, better than all the other ones. Okay, so we're going to have 11 questions, and we can do half of them tonight and half of them next week if you want. 
And so there's 11 questions, and each question has at least one scripture reference to them. Okay, so question number one, what is the power of the tongue? Now, our reading for this one is the, the letter of James, chapter 3, the whole chapter, verses 1 to 18. All right, so I will begin. James chapter 3, verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Verse 2, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. Verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Verse 4, Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. No, the governor would be the captain of the ship, obviously. Okay, verse 5, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Verse 7, for every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Verse 9, therewith we bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Verse 10, out of the same mouth proceeded blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Verse 11, doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Verse 12, can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs, so can both yield salt water and fresh. Verse 13, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Verse 14, but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Verse 15, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Verse 16, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Verse 18, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. James chapter 3, verses 1 to 18. I will open the floor for comments at this time. Well, 
I'm the only one on the floor right now, and I'm afraid I might slip and fall. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, I think that you know what this this is very convicting to me. Yes, um, it is. I often for me too. We've, we've heard the we've heard the saying. He sure put his foot in his mouth on that one, didn't he? I I think mm-hmm. I spend most of my time. I think I spend most of my time trying to get my foot out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, so so uh, no, this is very very timely, and uh, I think it's um, without the Holy Spirit, uh, there's no hope for us. But with the Holy Spirit, there is hope that God will help us in these situations. Yes, yes. Now I know that I I struggle with this problem too. My father had a short fuse and so do I. <laughs> and uh so I struggle with this Chip problem off the too. Off, huh? Yeah. Pardon me? Chip off the old chip off the old block, huh? <laughs> I chip off yeah. the old block, yes. Say that again. Anyway. All right, so very good. I just want everybody to know that I struggle with this problem too. It's it's a common problem in this world where something will happen, anything, it could be anything. You know, you're driving down the freeway and somebody cuts you off, well, I'll show them, and you speed up and you hit the gas pedal and then, then that something bad happens or at the supermarket or anywhere. And so, yeah, you know, this this is the universal human instinct that somebody shorts you somehow and, and automatically it seems like that spirit of vengeance comes up. Right. That's right. So, all right. We're going to move on to question number two. Question number two, what does the Bible say about speech? being a skill. And our reading to answer this question is Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6. Verse 6, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Colossians. So, what do you what do you what do you think about that, Larry? Could you please comment on that? Well, I I think that the, you know there's so many scriptures that have to do even in Proverbs, which you're probably going to get to about uh, a wise man holds his tongue, is not quick to speak, right? Is slow to speak, is not easily uh, turned into wrath, and and that kind of thing, and you know. Mm-hmm. What can you how can how can you say anything against it? You know, um, this right. is really um, this is really wisdom, uh, and it's good counsel for all of us. In other words, we shouldn't be just just so quick. You know, I think in our society we're taught oftentimes in debate in school and so on that yes we are we're you know, we, we're quick to defend ourselves, you know, and we don't, we don't, we're yes. not even anticipating, 
we're not even listening to what the other person says. We're thinking ahead what we're going to say before we even listen to right. what the person is saying. And I've been guilty of that. I'm so hey. quick to want to get my, my side of the picture that I don't listen to the person completely until they're through, finished talking. Yes, yes, that's right. I do that too. Yes, we all do that on some level. Oh, this guy, is, he's saying this, and what am I going to say in response to that? Right, right. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on then to question number three. What does our speech reveal about us? And our reading for question number three is Matthew chapter 12, verses 34 to 36. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 to 36. Verse 34, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, mouth speaketh. A, verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Verse 36, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a really scary thought to me. That includes, you know, of course, joking around and, and, and people will say, oh, come on, lighten up. It's, we're just joking. But God, it says it right here, Matthew 12, 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Me, that's a pretty, that's kind of a scary thought, don't you think? Yeah, I do. And, you know, like I said, it would be, um, I'm sure glad that, uh, I'm sure glad that uh, all of our sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. But that doesn't, that doesn't absolve us from responsibility. And it also doesn't absolve us from the fact that we're going to have to give account there for every idle word. Even though it's all forgiven by yeah. Christ, even though he paid the price for all of our sins, uh, the reality of it is yeah. uh, Christ, Christ said it, and so we have to uphold his word. Yes, that's right. That's right. Now, I'm going to take a minute here to unburden myself and and make a confession where I have failed, because this is what we have to do. We have to be honest and confess our sins. Now, I have a brother who is a doctor, and he believes in atheism. He doesn't believe in God. He's, He's as hostile to God as you can get. And I stopped speaking with him last October because I was trying to tell him some good things that were happening for me over the phone. And all he could do was criticize me for what he thought I did wrong. And that was last October 2017. So I hung up on him. And then this month, my sister was going home last Wednesday, the 19th, from from my 
from my Aunt Lydia's in in uh, Bakersfield, California, and I sent him a text with some inappropriate language in it, and, and in in the course of telling him that my sister was going home to Tucson, Arizona, from Bakersfield, California, visiting my Aunt Lydia for three weeks. She got there on the 28th of August. And then the next day, I got an uh, email from my brother that he is, doesn't want to talk to me anymore, and he's doing something else about it, and that's not you guys' problem. I just wanted to unburden myself that I am guilty of this, too, and I, this is my way of confessing my sin to you, my brother in Christ, Larry, and to my brothers and sisters in Christ in the listening audience. And this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be real and confess our sins to Christ. So anyway, yeah, we also, uh, I believe I left. Yeah, let me. I have a comment. He also it says to confess our faults one to another. And that's what you've done. Right. And I can honestly say I've had the same challenges within my family. Uh, I have mm-hmm. a sister. I have a sister um, who her um, daughter is a ordained minister, which I don't put my approval on. Uh, and then I have I have right. a brother who. Uh, we've had some major uh, issues with. I won't get into all of those. And then I also have challenges, you know, with with my mother, who is a strong advocate of the doctrine of free will. And so, yeah, it's very wow. difficult when you, when you come up against someone like you said, your brother was is an atheist, is denying denial of God and Scripture. When people are in your life and they are in total conflict to what you hold, it makes it a, a double whammy, yes. doesn't it? And so I, I openly yeah. admit that I've had these struggles, and and I I have to pray almost daily that God would cause me to love my enemies, and I have to pray for my mother and mm-hmm. pray for my sister and pray for my nieces and nephews and and all of the and both sides of our family, you know, and so I totally agree yes. with what you're saying, brother. Yes, yes, and it and it, it it makes it even harder because family, other family members know us better than the average person there on the street or even a friend that we've had for twenty years. Family knows That's what right. buttons, what what sets us off, what makes us happy, sad, angry, you know, and everything in between. And so, you know, friends or, or just people on the street that are strangers, you know, they don't get to you as much as family members. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, let's move along. So our next question, question number four, why is our speech important? Now, our reading in this is going to be the very next verse in Matthew chapter 12 that we were just reading for question three, our reading here is going to be the next verse, Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. 
Matthew 12, verse 37, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. What do you think, Larry? Well, you know, I, I think that, uh, again, oftentimes my speech has brought about my condemnation, okay? Um, mm-hmm. And rightfully, rightfully so. And, you know, the old, saying, the old saying is, I can forgive you, but I can't forget what you said. You know, in other words, once something comes out of our mouth, it's hard for it's hard to erase the effects that it has on people. And so, yes, our words follow us, no question about it. Yes, yes. And I, I, I used those words that I shouldn't have, and, and now I am rightfully having to suffer the consequences of my action, and it's nobody's fault but mine, really. Right. Okay, let's move along to question number five. Question number five, how is the will involved in our speech? Now we're going to go back into the Old Testament, Psalms chapter 39 and verse 1. Psalms 39, verse 1. Verse 1, I said, I will take heed to my ways, that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle, while the wicked is before me. I believe this is David, isn't it? Oh, 39, uh, yeah. verse 1. I, I, yes. Yeah, David. this is actually uh, yeah, Psalm of David to Jethan. Oh, yes, that's right. So David is making a covenant with his tongue over it and saying, I will not, you know, I will keep my mouth with a bridle when the wicked is before me. Just imagine if we could, just imagine if Christians could do that, what conflict would be stopped before it ever started in the whole world, if Christians all over the world could do this, you know, all the time. It's really quite amazing to think about. What do you think, Larry? Do you have anything to say about that? I I noticed one of the references was Colossians 4, 5, which is walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. And I guess it means Mm -hmm. to those that are without, I don't know if it's meaning, uh, well, the next verse kind of clarifies it, and you may have this for later, but let your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer every man. So, um this is back to the same theme is that we have to let our speech be seasoned with grace and grace is really quite when we talk about speech and grace it's unmerited favor in other words we show someone 
unconditional love, even though it may not be in our <laughs> nature to want to do it. We do it because we're commanded right. to do it, you know. Right, that's right. All right, well, let's move on to the next question. Question number six. What are some of the things we can do do to learn to speak positively? On this question, we have two scripture readings. So first is Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 19. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 19. Okay, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19. Okay. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19. He that goes about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with lips, with his lips. So that was to question number six. What are some of the things we can do to learn to speak positively? Proverbs 20, verse 19. He that goes about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Do you have any feedback on that, Larry? Yeah, I think that that's, that's good. You probably met, you probably heard the saying when we were growing up as children, you know, uh, he really gave that guy a snow job, you know. <laughs> In other words, yeah, there are people out there that are, are master manipulators, and they just tell someone what they want to hear to try to manipulate yes. them to get something out of get 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 out what they want. And so that's what this is referring to: someone that comes along and starts saying a lot of good things about you, but their motives are not. They have ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay, our second reading on chapter six, on question number six. Our second reading is Ephesians chapter five, verse 18 to 20. Ephesians five, 18 to 20. Question number six is what are some of the things we can do to learn to speak to to learn to speak positively? Our second reading is Ephesians five, 18 to 20. Verse 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father and unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Could you give us some feedback on that, Larry? Yes. Well, here's some interesting things. We uh, we love, as you everybody knows here, we love to sing. Mark, Rosette, and I love to sing. We love to sing not only the hymns. I like the way it says, mm-hmm. uh, speaking to yourselves in hymns, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So, that is not exclusive psalmody or exclusive hymnody. It's both. And then it says, mm-hmm. giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things that I've learned over the years, and that is that whenever I'm in a spirit of thanksgiving, I cannot hold grudges or be grievous against people. When I start praising right. God right. and I start giving thanks, and I start giving thanks to God, guess what? Guess what? All of that malice, all of that revenge, all of that vindictiveness subsides, doesn't it? So there is something yeah. remarkable about giving thanks and giving praise to God. Yes, there is. There really is. Okay, how's our audience members? Have we have anybody come in during the halfway? Yes, in fact, we've had seven comments. Uh, Grady, uh, Padberg, Andrew Brown, welcome aboard, Andrew. Glad to have you with us tonight. Andrew is from Wichita, which is the same uh, same city that my sister lives in, Wichita, Kansas. And also Daniel. Oh. Uh, and Pedro, they all have had comments. They're very glad. They uh, they like all of the uh, all of the instruction and teaching that we've had so far. It's all been very positive. Very good. Well, excellent. Okay, let's see. Okay, where did I leave off? Okay, uh, we just did number six. Yes. Okay, let's move on. Our next is question number seven. What does gracious speech include? Okay, now here, like you said, we're going to get into some proverbs here. Question number seven, what does gracious speech include? All right, let's go to our first reading in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 12 and verse 13. Are you are you looking up these verses in your Bible as we go along, Larry? I am. I'm also showing them on the screen as well. Oh, I see. Because I Correct. hear the paper rustling, and I I hear that noise, and I thought maybe you're looking them up in your Bible also. Okay. I am. I am. I'm actually doing. I'm actually showing the Bible on the screen. It magnifies it so oh, they can see exactly what you're reading. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so Proverbs chapter 11, verse 12. He that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. And then our next reading is verse 13 of Proverbs 11, verse 13. A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Um, there's another, uh, I think it's, there's another proverb about um, something about concealing knowledge or something. There's another proverb. I don't remember if I've included that, but these are pretty much like that. So those were, that was our first reading in Proverbs 11, verse 12 and 13. Our next reading is in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 12 to 25. Let me see here. Oh, the next chapter over, Proverbs chapter 12, starting at verse 12. 
down to verse 25. Okay, Proverbs 12, verses 12 to 25. Verse 12, the wicked desireth the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. Verse 13, the wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. Verse 14, a man shall be satisfied with the good with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands shall be rendered unto him. Verse 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Verse 16, a fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. Verse 17, he that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. Verse 18, there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Verse 19, the lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Verse 20, Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. Verse 21, there shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Verse 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Oh, here it is, verse 23. A prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaimeth foolishness. Verse 24, the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Verse 25, heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Boy, that is so true. That is so true. Give us some feedback on that, Larry. Well, I think that um, everything on here is uh, something that every Christian brother and sister can receive um, and apply it to their to their daily living. In other words, we all uh, struggle, if we're honest, with these things. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. None of us have arrived to perfection. And like we mm-hmm. both indicated earlier, each each one both of us on this call have have, have had that struggle. And so yeah. we I think we can exhort each other to uh examine our speech and make sure that it is that which would please God. And we can ask God to mm-hmm. forgive us where we failed him. I also want to welcome, we've had several other people join us, Elijah Williams, Okoff Godfrey, Helen Coombe, uh, and I want to welcome all of you aboard with everyone else that's on the call tonight as well. But all of this, uh, I think, is, is excellent uh, exhortation for us to examine what we are saying. And be slow to speak, mm-hmm. not quick to speak, but slow to speak, 
and to listen closely to those who are speaking to us. Um, I have had Mm -hmm. situations with other brothers in Christ where um, I've had to actually remove myself from conversations because I saw where they were going, okay? And so that's, you know, that's, however, that being said, I do want to, there is a caveat here, and I want to be careful, I want to be careful as to how I point this out. We're living in some strange times of what I call compromise, and the Christian world has used has used often enough times these, this teaching to justify, okay, and go along with things that we should not go along with, okay? In other words, right. It's, yeah. never right, it's never right to compromise truth or to give a license to sin. That's called licentiousness. And so yeah. we have a yeah. whole group of people a whole group of people out there now in the religious community that anytime someone tries to take a stand against, I could name a number of things, homosexuality, uh, right. immorality, fornication, uh, false doctrine, whatever, if anyone takes mm-hmm. a stand, then are labeled as being intolerant and unloving and creating dissension among the brethren and causing schism. And that's not right. what we're talking about tonight. What we're talking about tonight is just practical instruction in our daily. Now, I think that the example that Brother Mark gave is really good. If I'm a, one of the struggles that we I have, I don't have a lot of patience. I need more patience. I need to pray that God would give me more patience. I went to, uh, just just this week, I had to go into Lowe's and get some material. And I have an, a cash account with Lowe's that I get a discount because I put cash in the account, and it's like a commercial uh-huh. account. And I went uh-huh. to the cashier, and I said I, have, I said, I have a commercial account with you. And she goes, what's that? <laughs> okay. And I, you know, immediately the old, the old wheels start turning. Here we've got a cashier that doesn't even know what a commercial account, a cash account is. Uh-huh. Those. And I, I explained to her, I said, it's like an escrow account. I put cash in, I get a 5% discount for prepaying on items. And she said, mm-hmm. so how do I access the account? She goes, how do I access the account? Okay. Well, yeah. to make the long story longer, to make the long story longer, after she accessed my account, I told her, now, I need to make a cash deposit before you ring it up. And then she said uh-huh. to me, no, you don't need to do that. And I said, ma'am, if you don't allow me to make a cash deposit before you ring it up, we'll have to go through everything all over again. She goes, no, no, no that's not the way it works. Well, you know, obviously she didn't know what she was doing, so she rang it up yeah. and declined the yeah. account. And I just looked at it and I said, I tried to explain it to you, but that's now there's where that's when my buttons start getting pushed because of my mind starts saying, Why don't they train their employees to know what they're doing? Okay. Yeah. 
and that, that's just one example. That's just one example. Yeah. So how we respond is is really, and, and when you're in a situation like that, uh, oftentimes, let's just be honest, we're not going to respond the way we should. But I'm right. glad that we have an I'm glad we have an advocate with the Father that when we do succumb to the flesh, that we have a high priest that we can go to uh, to ask forgiveness for times when we do get in the flesh. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we've got two more verses uh, in to finish up this question. Number seven, what does gracious speech include? And our last two readings are in Proverbs chapter 15. The first is verse 23. A man has joy, a man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? And then verse and then verse 26 of Proverbs 15. Verse 26, the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant words. Would you like to comment on that, Larry, at all? Okay, let me go there. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord. Now, that's, right. you know, that's quite a, that's quite a, uh, quite a statement. The very thoughts. Yes of the wicked are an abomination. Now, we see that same thing in Romans 1, don't we? Oh, That's yes. what happens yes. when it says you serve the creature more than the creator, and it says that he will turn them over to a reprobate mind. I think that's what it's referring to here is the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination. But the words of the pure are pleasant words. And now, that's why I think it's really important that daily we stay in the Word of God because that uh, that scripture that says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be wholly acceptable on the God, which is our reasonable service. Uh, when we stay in the Word of God, then we're going to have more of a tendency to um, yeah. have, thoughts, have thoughts that are pleasant we're going to be thinking on things above, you know, and whatsoever yes. things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, let's think on these things. Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, well, let's move on. Question number eight. What are some negative ways of speaking? We have one reading in this chapter, one reading on this question from Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 4. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4. I'll give you a second to get there, but this question is, this question highlights some examples of what are some negative ways of speaking. So this is question 8. What are some negative ways of speaking? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. So I I I catch my I catch myself doing that the jesting too with sometimes when I'm at lunch at the senior center here in Long Beach, I 
know, I've gotten to know a few people over there, and I will start joking around with them in a, not in a crude way or a foul way, but just in an inappropriate way. And I have to catch myself and take myself aside and, and, and re and re establish what's right. So verse four, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Give us some feedback on that, Larry. Well, you know, I, at one time, uh, kind of the flip side of this, um, I had a person tell me one time that, one, God did not have a sense of humor and that mm-hmm. God never laughs. Okay. Now, oh. I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure in totality what jesting means. I think, I think that if I were to, whenever I think of jesting, it's kind of poking at people, okay? Kind of uh-huh. maybe uh-huh. making fun of people or kind of talking down at people. Uh, there's also a scripture I have to look it up that talks about laughter being a great medicine or a good medicine. I don't think that God right. um, is opposed to laughter and to right. have a cheerful heart and be jo- joyful. In fact, scripture tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. So I think Amen. we have to have a proper, proper balance. In other words, it's okay to be, you know, and I think good humor. Uh, can be a, a great healer. Okay, I, I enjoy good yeah. humor. I think jesting yeah. is more more kind of a snickering attitude, or more maybe kind of a uh, an attitude of, of um, kind of a rebellious kind of an attitude. So um, I think that right. the key here is that to, to have a balance. Um, I know that whenever I sing songs of joy, okay. Um, you know, I, I, there's great, there is a great, uh, uh, comfort that comes from that. So I think the key is to recognize, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time in nursing homes myself. We used to go to four different nursing homes, three different nursing homes every month. And we would sing and we got to know a lot of senior citizens and we had a lot of fun mm-hmm. together. We had a lot of we had a lot of good times together, and so on. We sang the old hymns. They enjoyed hearing the old hymns. I played the piano. Mark played the trumpet. Sometimes Rosette nice. played the piano. But uh, I, I think that there there is a danger if we spend all of our time jesting. And you know, people talk about Christian comedians, stand-up comedians. Uh, there's a yeah. guy, uh, what's the guy that does, uh, Mark Lowry. Mark Lowry is oh. uh, was with the Gator vocal band, and, and he's funny. He is very funny. I mean, you watch Mark Lowry and you'll crack up some of the things that he says. But so I, see. I think I a see. lot of it is just is to try to have a balance, okay, is what I, that's kind of right. where I stand on it. Right. Okay, well, let's move along then. We're coming up to the top of the hour. We've got three more questions and a little more scripture readings in each one. So if we go a few minutes over, let's just try to finish this. So question nine, what does the Bible say about gossip? 
We have one, two, three, four, five, six readings, five or six readings in this one. So question nine, what does the Bible say about gossip? Our first reading is in Proverbs 17, verse 9. Proverbs 17, verse 9. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth, separateth very friends. Okay. Our, our second reading is Proverbs 25, verse 9. Proverbs 25, verse 9. Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself, and discover not a secret to another. Then we have Proverbs 26, verses 20 to 22. Verse 20, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no tail bearer, the strife ceaseth. Verse 21, as coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. Verse 22, the words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Uh, then our next reading, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 11. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderers, sober, and faithful in all things. And then our last reading on question number nine is Second Timothy chapter two, verse sixteen and seventeen. Verse sixteen, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Verse seventeen. And their word will eat, as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus. Okay, speak on that for a second, Larry. What do you think? Well, that's a really great passage. Um, you know, and I, I've often used that passage uh, because it starts out and it says, um, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, verse 15, rightly dividing the uh -huh. word of truth. We see a lot of teachers right. that, we talked about this before, take take the uh, words out of context. But shun vain, shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase in the morning of us. And their word will eat right. up a canker. Then it says, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Now, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible is 19. Nevertheless, uh -huh. the, founda the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. It doesn't stop there, though. It says, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And so it is a right. twofold exhortation and promise, okay? And so mm -hmm. anyway, uh, oftentimes when I think of profane and vain babblings, <laughs> I think of things like people preaching uh, and teaching uh, dispensational theology or people preaching and yes. teaching that you can lose your salvation or people 
preaching that man uh, that tithing is mandatory. Let's say those are the kinds of things, any kind of thing that requires works. You know, there's only there's only two kinds of doctrines really in the Bible. Uh, one is rejected, yeah. and that's the doctrine of works, legalism, and the other is the doctrine of grace, which is is what Christ taught and the apostles taught, and that's the and that's how Paul ends almost every one of his epistles. He says, "May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, Amen." Okay, so that's when I hear vain babblings, it's usually something other than grace. Mhm. Okay. Well, that's very good. That's very good. Okay. Let's see. Where did I? Oh, I just moved my thing. Okay. So let's move on. We have two more questions. I think we can make it if we go a little bit faster. So, uh, question number ten. Now, here we're getting to the root of where some of this can come from. This is this is a very good one. Question number 10, what does the Bible say about anger? Now, we got uh, five or six readings in this. Our first reading is Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 17. Proverbs 14, verse 17. Verse 17, he that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Proverbs 14, verse 17. Okay, and next is Proverbs chapter 14, the same chapter, and verse 29. Verse 29 of the same chapter. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. That's that's very convicting right there, I think. Very convicting. This is a root of this is a root of the uncontrollableness of the tongue. Definitely. That's right. What do you think, Larry? That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Moving right along, our next reading is in Proverbs chapter twenty-two, and verse twenty-four, and then verse twenty-five. Verse 24, Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. Verse 24, make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Verse 25, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. That's pretty, that's good, because that shows us what happens when we make friends with people who are having a problem with with anger here and you know just because we're christians doesn't mean we're not going to have a problem with anger but we have the holy spirit to help us better with that so we may have anger more under control than the unbeliever will in their life so I'll read that again real quick. Verse 24 and 25. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Verse 25. Lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. What do you think, Larry? I I, I would say that that is really true. Um, 
and I I, I listen to a lot, or I, I like to hear different discussions on different topics, and sometimes I'll go to YouTube, and I'll listen to those that are in... Um, are having a debate. They may not be debating. They may not even. It may not even be Christians. It may be people that hold a particular view about uh, a particular uh, party, a government party, or or philosophy, or whatever. Right. But what I what I find mm-hmm. is that the person takes a position um, that is not as adamantly stated in a dogmatic way, and then you've got someone right. that states something in a very declarative, like I know this to be the fact way, declarative way, and there's no question, and I have all the answers on this. The person that comes across right. in a soft manner is much more easily received, okay? And I think that's what this is saying mm-hmm. here is that you Yes. Sides of the story. A soft answer. Yeah. Yeah. A soft absolutely. answer turn us away. Yeah. Yes. You know, that, that's okay. Our I, next... I will say that I have struggled with this. Now, there's also the aspect of um, I don't know if you've encountered this. Uh, I have over the last, um, you know, 12 years being on Sermon Audio and different uh, social media platforms, uh, there are those out uh-huh. there that are, are are wanting to figure out a way to push our buttons, okay? And it took me mm-hmm. a while to figure it, it took me a while to figure it out, you know, because some people that mm-hmm. are button pushers are real good at it, okay? They've developed it. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm oh, thinking yeah. about, we have some instances in the New Testament where uh, people started following the, the disciples around and were trying to mock them. And it, it also says in Acts that, uh, that uh, the Jews gathered together to try to, to stir up the women. Remember that one? Stirring up the women. So there are times when mm-hmm. Peter, and Paul, Peter and Paul, became righteously indignant. Now, there is a time, there is a time to show uh, righteous indignation. However, I would say nine times out of ten, when people say they're right, and I'm speaking to myself, when people say they're righteous indignant, they're they're actually angry, okay? Uh, they their temper is out mm-hmm. of control. And it's, it's the exhortation right. here, myself and everyone else, is don't be so quick to jump on the righteous indignation bandwagon. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Let's finish this question, and then we only have one more question. Okay. So. Our 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 next to last reading on question ten is Proverbs twenty nine verse eleven. Proverbs twenty nine verse eleven on question ten. What does the Bible say about anger? Last, second to last reading Proverbs twenty nine eleven. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. Okay.
And then our last reading on chapter, on question 10, our last reading is James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Verse 20, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. I'll read it again real quick. Verse 19, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Verse 20, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. What do you think, Larry? Okay, now help me out again because you, got, you were going kind of fast there. Where was that again? I wanted to bring yeah. that up. James, that was, was that? James chapter. That was James one verse nineteen and twenty. Nineteen and twenty. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wherefore, my beloved right. brethren, let every man lift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next verse is lay Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the next verse says, wherefore oh, lay apart yeah. all filthiness and superfood. <laughs> okay, you're breaking up a little bit. The 21st verse says, the 21st verse says, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Amen. Uh, this, this verse 20, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. We see, we, we see examples in our world every day of this, don't we? Right, right. In right, every, right. <laughs> in, in politics, in 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 business, in government, in in every sector of the economy, in every area of life, we see examples of this every day in our world, unfortunately. Yes, that's right. And it doesn't work the righteousness of God. And even when it exemplifies itself in ourselves, we we yes. can see that same, see that Satan is, is having and getting the edge on us, isn't he? Okay, so that's pretty good for our, now we got Let's one more question now. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, okay, I don't I don't know if they'll cut us off or not. They scheduled me for one hour. It's now one minute after okay. the hour. But let's go ahead and see if we can finish it without them cutting me off. Okay, let's see if we can do this. Question 11, the last question. What are some of the rewards of speaking graciously? We've got some... A few readings here, so I'm going to go a little fast. Our first reading is is Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11 and verse 21. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. And then, so that's Proverbs 10, 11, and then Proverbs 10, verse 21. 
The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. Okay, our next reading is in Proverbs chapter 12. I know I'm, re I know I'm moving a little faster because we're trying to finish up here. Proverbs 12, verses 14 and 18. 14, a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands shall be rendered unto him. And verse 18, there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Then our next reading is Proverbs chapter 16, verses 13, and then verse 21. Verse 18 says, Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. I know I'm moving too fast, Larry, I know. Uh, that was Proverbs 16, verse 13. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. And then Proverbs chapter 16, verse 21. The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. Proverbs 16, 21. And then we got Proverbs 21, verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. Proverbs 21, 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. And then we've got Proverbs 25, verse 15. Proverbs 25, verse 15. By long forbearing is a prince persuaded, and a soft tongue breaketh the bone. And our last reading for question 10, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips, that they speak no guile. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Well, that's it for my lesson today. 11 questions with at least one scripture reference. I hope we made it. <laughs> we made it. Do we want and to? I appreciate the, the good study and the great uh, and is there, if if you could send that to me, uh, I don't know if you could make that available sure. in a PDF file. I'd be happy. I would have. I would be happy to make that available to people, and then I could refer to that later sure. uh, as well, uh, because it's an excellent study, and the, I think it was very, uh, very well done. So I appreciate that. All right. Very good. Very good. I'm sorry I went so okay, fast well, at the end. I just wanted. Sure. That we get. Oh. That's quite all right. Yeah. That's quite all right. And I appreciate all the work that went into this. And may the good Lord take this and bless it for His glory. And I'm going to have to conclude yes. the call before it's cut off. But uh, good evening tonight. And we'll look forward to seeing you yes. on Sunday morning. All right. Good night. Absolutely. And Sunday night, too, and I will make this into a PDF and get it to you in the next couple of days. Thank you, Brother Larry. God bless you. It's a pleasure. God bless each and every one of our audience members. In Jesus' name, good night. Good night.
Did it get it? I'm working on it. It's kind of going slow on oh. me. I'm hoping we're okay. Oh, it's still recording, right? Uh, so far. Hold on one second, please. Sure. 